world is an arena. Gods and gladiators are merely challengers. We make our entrances and bleed our exits. One creature in their time fights many battles. At first, mewling hopefuls in the lower circuits. Then, fresh-faced rookies with shining sword and unmarred shield. Then, warriors full of strange oaths and limbs scarred in jealous honor, seeking a champion's glory even in the beast's toothy maw. Then, naught but a name etched into the bones of the dome, with no company but the ghosts of forgotten heroes. All the world is an arena. One creature in their time fights many battles. And in all battles, there is glory. I am Kazoodle, wizard of the mountain, walker between worlds, and commissioner of the dungeon dome. But know this, the dome knows no true master. It serves only story of strife and triumph, of villainy and victory, and on occasion, even love. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this adventure. Uh, first up of the ladies' disdain, we have Kate Booth. Hi! Kate, who are you <laughs> going to be playing for us this week to remind so, the people? Today, I am playing Arrow Galatea, the dragonborn paladin who is half of the team, the ladies' disdain. Hashtag sign no more. <laughs> um, and from the nothing, yeah. we have Bill Gordon. That's right. Uh, I'm going to be playing Claudish, the uh, lizard folk warlock uh who's extremely excited for this adventure um because it's time for a reptile date well you'll have to contain your excitement a little bit because our adventure starts off as you two are rushing into the magical infirmary in the dungeon dome normally when opponents are teleported out of the dome out of the battle area of the dome their wounds are healed through the dome's magic however on rare occasions uh injuries can happen in the dome that are, for whatever reason, not affected by the teleportation mechanics of the dome. As soon as you two were put in the locker room uh, with your comrades, you found that they were still stone. I, I just want a quick moment uh, with each of you. Let, let's start with Kate. Uh, Kate, you finish your teleportation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the locker room, and you turn to find Balon is still encased in stone. Yes. What is what is Arrow's reaction? Um. So it's very much. Uh, oh. Oh. Arrow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Arrow. If you can hear me, I want you to know that I've I've made a pact with the 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 lizard guy, and his name is you know Claw Clossum or something, and we have decided that we are going to uh, commit to saving you. So in the meantime, I want you to know that Sune is watching over you, and I am looking out for you. And I'm going to do everything I can to get you turned back to normal. The camera looks at Balon's face, which is frozen in the sort of (laughs) incredulous, sarcastic look uh, that she was stoned over. Yeah, she was also drunk when she got Yeah, she was. She's just like giving you this like half-lidded stare of like, I can't friggin' believe you right now. (laughs) And And I look at her for a moment and then I go... That's absolutely right, cousin. (laughs) 
Um, we see uh, the huge muscular form of Arrow lift this stone statue up and uh, scurry away towards the infirmary. We cut over to uh, the locker room for the nothing. Again, Benjen uh, is in a little bit worse shape. As he's yeah, teleported he's in, on. he sort of collapses to the ground. Um, he's falling. What, what do you do? I imagine I don't want him to shatter anymore, so probably try and ease the fall. Um, but Claudish is not the strongest of individuals, so uh, I'm imagining this thing's pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. probably just attempting to make it not shatter as it hits the ground. Excellent. Um, can I roll a strength or yeah. can I just let it happen? I would say roll a strength. Okay. 14. 14? 14 will do it. Awesome. It's a heavy statue, but you're quick. You've been trained for combat your whole life. Um you grab your friend as he's falling to the ground. His expression is sort of frozen in a haughty, like, arrogance and anger. Yeah, I think Claudish puts, like, a cloth over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you felt those eyes burning into you, and you're like, man, there we um, go. And I, I know that when we were playing the the game last time, Benjen was able to identify what had happened, or mm-hmm. at least that it was a, the particular poison. Yes. Um, is this something that claudish would have been familiar with as well it could be um we're going to need to roll for that awesome um so uh do you have like knowledge history um Um, i could let you roll insight for it but it is going to be a higher roll uh let's see i have investigation that's about as close as it's gonna Uh, get uh, let's try investigation i I think you're gonna need about a dc 16 for this uh 19 19 all right that's exactly what we're looking for You look it over, you've faced several different uh, opponents that could turn people to stone. Benjen seemed particularly worried about this one. Uh, You you know the way he behaves when he thinks he is doing something to heroically, like, win in a last-ditch effort in a battle. And that's exactly how he was behaving. Uh, Clearly, there is something about this particular uh, stone poison that had him concerned. Um, he did mention fairies before mm-hmm. um, he was completely put under, so that that could be that could have something to do with it. Um, but you're not a cleric; you're not a healer. Uh, right? This isn't your area of expertise. You know that if you talk to a cleric and they tell you what to do, be much better equipped to handle it. Because again, you've faced petrification before. Right? Is this the kind of cure that would be better handled with like? A standard cleric or like a hellish cleric? That's interesting. I I think you might want to uh, see what uh, the local offerings are first. um, Because hellish, like clerics (laughs) of dis and clerics of of hell uh, typically just say, well, why don't you throw him away? Right. Yeah, exactly. He's clearly a rock. (laughs) It's a rock. This is... Your basic problem here is this is a rock and not a guy. I think you hit rock bottom. <laughs> um, okay, so, well, I, I think at that moment, uh, at this point, Claudish is sitting on Benjen mm-hmm. um, as he's covered the face, just because it's somewhere to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, as kind of the one that, like, Benjen, Benjen kind of orders Claudish around a little bit. And so it's just like this little moment of of freedom getting to like break the <laughs> chain. And so uh, Claudish, then realizing that he needs to talk to a healer, knows exactly where to go. Ooh. Um, and so he starts, he gets up, gets his stuff together. Um, he can't carry Benjamin to the infirmary, so mm-hmm. he's just assuming someone else will. And also probably puts like boots on Benjamin's broken feet. 
mm-hmm. to make it look like he has feet. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, then um, goes to find uh, the Lady Sustain's locker room. Okay, um, I, I think uh, you head out um, as you see uh, someone with like urgency carrying a massive statue but out like, of this locker room to her chest, as though it were a baby, like mm-hmm. a giant baby. <laughs> Yep. And she's just like moving down the hall and like uh, there are some people who are like milling about and she's just like, pardon me, excuse me, sorry, (laughs) gotta go to the infirmary. Excuse me, sorry, hey, uh, do you know which way the hospital is? She cannot see you from behind this statue. (laughs) Excuse me, excuse me, um, excuse Uh, me. Uh, Arrow? Oh, oh, hi, it's, hello. Hi. Uh, I'm, Uh, wow, your eyes are green. Yeah, Um, you're beautiful. Oh, um... Thanks. I uh, the uh, the statue of Balon knocks over one of the torches <laughs> on the wall. See, that's it slack just oh a little gosh. bit. Um, uh, I, uh, I go and I pick up the the torch so it doesn't burn anything. Thanks. Uh, I look. I really got to get to an infirmary. This is an emergency. Do you know where I should go? Uh, I I actually was looking for you because I thought you could help me. Oh, Benjamin's still stone. Oh no! Oh god! Both of them are. Yeah. Oh well, that can't be related at all. Um, we probably should find a way to to get them better. I was gonna head to the hospital and look for our dwarf cleric, Ulyssa. Oh, a, a cleric. That's yeah. just what I'm looking for. I'm I'm familiar with petrification, and so I I, I needed to get some instruction. Great. Let's start going this way. Uh, but like as as you uh, are are headed down the hall, uh, since you do have this dwarf cleric Ulyssa, um, seeing uh, who was definitely like watching, um, yeah, the match in, in the, the in the match in the stands with the rest of your posse, mm-hmm. uh, you hear her call down the hall, "Hey, Ulyssa! Oh, thank Sune, you're here! Oh my God! Oh my God! I don't know." wrong she's not moving and i don't mean in the way that bailon normally doesn't move when she's really like raging out and she's oh. so angry she can't move i yeah, mean she's not yeah. moving like stone to be honest i was afraid that this was gonna happen bring her over let's let's have a look so your dwarven cleric uh can you describe what ulyssa looks like yeah um ulyssa is kind of your well currently right now she's decked out in all of her ladies disdain gear yeah. so there's like a spilled drink on her from a guy in the stands her, and, her beard is just like so sparkly it's yeah, like it's, it's like full glitter. of glitter it is you know like the hipster glitter thing that's been yeah. going on with facial hair and mm-hmm. that's exactly what she so she looks like a super hipster punked out like height of fashion of modern day chicago hipsterville mm-hmm. her eyes are are like a deep brown and they're very kind and warm uh and her her beard is is braided and and there's beads all over it um her t-shirt says ladies disdain but she's she's got this this air about her that is whenever there's an emergency she knows exactly what to do like she mm-hmm. she's got her eyes on the job she's focused it's triage She's she's ready to patch up one of her heroes. Um, she uh, has like she pulls off her belt, her holy symbol, um, tosses it like casually in the air. It sort of spins a little bit and catches it as she focuses light into one of her hands. She mm. places it uh, firmly on the statue's chest, and you see the light pulse over the statue, and nothing happened. Oh, this is bad. This is bad, girl. Ulyssa, I don't know what to do. I tried to help her in the dome, and that didn't do anything, and I can't reach her. Would, yeah, it, yeah. would it help to know that this is more than likely of a, a fairy origin? 
Well, uh, it would help in one way and hurt in another. I, I think you guys are in a rough spot. Uh, I'm really effective at getting out of rough spots. I'm helpful. Well, that's okay. good because I think I'm going to need a lot of help. Anything for you. Oh. All right, all right, all right. You're going to need to slow down a little bit. This is not going to be an easy thing. We I, we have a little experience with, with fairies in the Fae, being from the forest. Uh, there are occasions where fairies will use poisons that uh, really only they have the cures to. So I think you're going to need to take this to a fairy. Not the statue itself, the situation. I. What was it? You mean this is from the Quickling? The Quickling? So we have to find like a Quickling clan? Uh, probably, maybe not a Quickling clan as oh, they good. tend to I was play they tricks. Um, you are going to need to speak to one of the Fey Lords. You are going to have to go into the forest and find somebody willing to talk with you and cut a deal with you. Guys, it's not going to be simple. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any uh, uh, keys of advice or, or, or passwords or things I definitely should not say? Arrow, arrow. <laughs> she throws down a little stepladder um, so she can be more on eye level with you. And, and really <laughs> not. She's like mostly on chest level yeah. because even with the stepladder, you're incredibly tall. Mm-hmm. She places a hand on your shoulder and, and looks into your eyes. You have a couple rules dealing with Faye. Never give away too much, always be polite, and never take more than what you need, all right? Those are the three. You grew up in the forest. You, more than anyone, should be equipped to handle the situation. Yes, I definitely remember everything from my upbringing. Well, good. It's weird that you said it like that, but good. <laughs> As a quick side note, I rolled a dice uh, to decide what Claudish's experience with Faye was, mm-hmm. and uh, I rolled very poorly. So um, I, you, I think you fought uh, like you oh, were involved in a war. He a battle. Act, one of his uh, tags is the Wing Ripper mm-hmm. because he oh, got no. a lot of joy of ripping the wings off of Faye. Yeah, it, it, it you have a bad <laughs> reputation. And the fight didn't go well for, for you guys either. Right. Like, it, it was a very short and brutal war that you and really Benjen too got a reputation mm-hmm. from. Um, and yeah. you're sort of sweating, feeling that, oh, <laughs> man, this, this, could go, this could go pear-shaped very easily. Yes, it could. All right. Uh, scaly guy. What's your name? Claudish. Claudish. Yeah. Okay. Claudish. Claudish. Um. Your friend is still stoned too, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. He's so. fine though. I'm. He can wait. Well, if we find the cure, <laughs> if we, what? What? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he's not going anywhere. It's, it's a little lizard joke. Okay. That you people have a weird sense of humor. All right. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. I will take a look after these two stone beauties. I'm gonna head into town see if there might be anything there. I think you two, being the uh, stout, adventurous sort, uh, should go into the forest. Be very careful. Find a fey lord and uh, cut a deal. You know, be careful. Of um, course. But, you know, this is from a quickling. Quicklings don't rank very high on the totem pole. Uh, so wherever they got this poison, you know, somebody's going to know. Yeah. 
Thank you, Ulyssa. Really, thank you. You're just the best at what you do, and I really appreciate it. Okay, bye. Hey, it's my job. If you could do me a quick favor, in case they randomly unpetrify, can you put them, like, on top of each other? Because that would be very funny. (laughs) Look, the way I saw those two going after each other in the dungeon dome, I'm going to end up with two corpses if I do that. That's true. I will keep them at a respectful distance and perhaps even restrain the two of them. That's probably the best idea. So she pats uh, you again on the shoulder, Arrow, nods to Claudish, heads into uh, the Nothing's Locker Room to collect Benjen. Um, And as you two are walking away, you can hear a faint, Hey, what happened to his feet? (laughs) (laughs) Clutch giggles. And you guys make your way down the hall and exit the dome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ah. You see the sprawling city of Nucelia stretching before you. The dungeon dome is right next to the city walls. It's... uh, Mm. I'll say that you uh, left on one of the exits that's on top of the walls. Um, So stretching in the other direction, you see a long uh, plain and at the border of the plain um, near some smaller farmsteads is a massive forest uh, with trees that are incredibly tall and dark. Uh, uh, Quick question. Are there any like um, is there are there any like spice booths near us? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, I would really like to go purchase two bags full of black pepper. Mm, okay. Oh. Which we're definitely not going to use against the fairies, right? You're not going to use that against the fairies because that would be impolite and I, it would be disobeying I'm the just, three guidelines that Ulysses gave I'm, us. It's, it's called being prepared. Okay. Yeah, you gotta be prepared, says the cobalt spice merchant, <laughs> just shoveling pepper into a bag. Um, so you're the one that's familiar with the woods because you're wonderful and resourceful and beautiful. Yeah, what a beautiful lady. She's I'll mine. Bet she would like hey, 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 back off. <laughs> well, all I was saying is that she looks like she could use a couple of bags of black pepper of her own, you know? Uh, G- give me two more. Uh, oh. <laughs> there we go. Thank, thank you, young sir. That's very kind He's of you. enthusiastically shoving pepper into bags. <laughs> so you might know uh, where to find one of these fairy lords. Well, I think our first step is going to be to go to the edge of the forest and pray for Sune's protection and blessing, and and then to go in and, and very politely knock onto a tree and hope that someone answers. I've never tried praying before. Oh, um, well, for Sune, you probably better just let me do it on my own. I'm not supposed to pray with someone else to Sune until I'm, you know, married and all that stuff. But for now, um, I, I'd be happy to take is, care of the is, praying. Is that something you're you're looking for? It, um, marriage? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'd really like to have a life partner who's not just my platonic life partner, Balon, because she and I are really good buds, but... Sometimes I think that I just feel this different kind of loneliness that only one person could fulfill, and oh, I definitely uh, don't know who. You that know what helps with loneliness? Mustard seed. <laughs> we really should get away from this booth. Let's start heading towards the forest. You'll regret it. <laughs> um, as we're walking away, I look back and I'm like, just just one one little pouch of mustard seed. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> um. <clears throat> 
you guys make your way to the forest. In order to get to the border of the forest, you have to hitch a ride on a cart. One of the uh, wizards, the polymorphers, uh, the uh, transmuters in the city, uh, is calling super horses. Whoa. Um, it is a horse with like rows of extra legs that ah. like when they get tired, the new legs sort of slot in. <laughs> is it um, is it Slepnir, the, the, the Odin's horse? Is that his name? Yeah, it's very similar. It's a okay. similar design. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, it is. it gallops down uh, the winding path or not the winding path, the dirt path towards the forest. You two are sitting in the back of this cart as the air like sort of whizzes through your scales uh, you see twilight descending over new celia stars starting to fill the sky um, as the sort of like idyllic uh, little farmsteads uh, dot the countryside it's very romantic this is beautiful yeah um if only we didn't have a dire mission that needed to get done it'd be really nice to spend some more time you know enjoying everything here with you a Claudish perks up and doesn't know what to say. This is very exciting. <laughs> Claudish, I'm going to need you to roll d20 for me. Okay. <clears throat> Am I adding anything to it or just a d20? Just a, a charisma, I guess. A two. A two. Uh, <laughs> I believe in this moment you say the wrong thing. <laughs> I I think that um, this, the sky reminds me of the, the spots all over your body and... Um, the darkness is like the rings under your eyes. Uh, and oh. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I hope that, that your boyfriend um, enjo- enjoys your company. <laughs> um, thanks. I don't actually have a boyfriend right now, but sometimes I think that that's a good thing. <laughs> and I think like it just sort of <laughs> trails <laughs> into silence. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, Claudish is like, okay, that was not the right thing. Um, the cart sort of pulls up uh, to the edge of one of the further farmsteads. Um, and you guys are now looking at the border between uh, the city's like suburbs and the actual forest. Can the- I roll a, a history on the forest to see if I know of anything about this particular forest? Like mm-hmm. how it would differ from mine? Or uh, if- well, This is your forest. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is the actual. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, well, then in that case... I, I don't need to roll because I already know what yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so you come to the border of the incredibly dangerous forest. Um, <laughs> is that what it's called? That is yeah. what it's called. <laughs> yep. The incredibly dangerous forest. Uh, oh, this forest is aptly named. The forest has a small wooden construction uh, that sort of lines the border between the forest and the suburbs. Um, and it, it there is a sign on it that says, please do not touch. Salt barrier. The barrier is uh, made of crushed salt. It lines, I think, uh, over a hundred mile long uh, border between the city's area and the forest itself. Uh, There was a back in the inception of New Celia. a sort of uncomfortable time where raiding parties from the forest would come and grab people uh, before a fragile peace was stuck uh, w- was struck between the forest and the city. Um, the salt barrier was constructed, um, mm. which uh, keeps uh, residents of the forest of the Fayish persuasion out 
and keeps everybody from the city in. I knew I should have gotten salt too. Um, so I do want to uh, pray to Sune before we, you know, go into this barrier. Uh, and I want to, well, first off, question, James, for mm-hmm. you. Do I know if walking past this barrier will, in fact, break the barrier and expose the city to? Oh, no, no. Okay. It's only Great. it's only if the line of salt between the city and the forest okay. is broken. So we can cross over it, just not mm-hmm. break the line. Yes. Great. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. Then I do want to pray to Sune, um, and I actually want to cast a, a spell right away. I want to pray for protection from evil and good, uh, which allows me to have one willing creature that I touch is protected against certain type of creatures. Uh, apparitions, celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, and undead. And in this case, I would like to protect Claudish from fae. I'm super okay. willing. I'm so willing. <laughs> Uh, so I, I lay out, uh, I open my little priestess's pack and I, and I, my paladin's pack and I lay out, uh, a couple of candles, just, uh, three and I put them around, uh, Claudish and I, um, and I, I put my hands out to my sides and then raise them up into a circle and have them palms together above my head as though I'm in a prayer. And I, I, I say, oh, goddess of Sune. Mistress of light and love and passion, I request from you this day compassion to protect me and my friend Claudish as we go into this incredibly dangerous forest. And then I uh, bring my palms down above from my heart. I bring them up to my mouth in a kiss and I blow it at Claudish's face. Um, yeah, Claudish, you, you can see uh, the aurora of the galaxy above Arrow as she performs this. Mm-hmm. And it appears for a second that uh, the amethyst waves in the sky are flowing in to oh. her as she casts this spell. Um, when she blows it, you can feel a power wash over you. It's a comforting warmth. Uh, there's a stillness to it, a, a beautiful quiet that comes with it. Uh, a feeling that you are, that is really foreign to Yeah, you. I was going to say. <laughs> um, it's extremely foreign. Uh, so but it warms your hellborn heart. I think that in that moment, with that sensation, he tries to mimic what she's doing um, <laughs> to try and join her in solidarity with this prayer. She uh, opens one eye and uh, peeks and sees it and, and kind of tries not to smile and laugh because it could prevent the spell from being effective. <laughs> so uh, the spell is cast um, and you two make your way over the salt barrier into the forest. Um, even with the warming effect of the spell that you're feeling, uh, there is something uh, in the forest, a creeping cold darkness uh, that sort of uh, makes its way into your mind. It uh, makes the scales on the back of your neck sort of like pull inwards. Uh, what what it, Everything here feels creepy and predatory as though you're being hunted. Um, you can see the, stree- the, the trees stretch before you for miles. And we're back. Okay, um, so first off, I look at Arrow and I tell her, um, I've got a, there's a lot of not happy things that are happening out here, uh, feeling a little uneasy, I'm gonna go get a better look, 
uh, and I want to climb one of the trees mm-hmm. um, and just try and get a better vantage point of the uh, area ahead. Okay. Can yeah, you roll your athletics check for that? <clears throat> yes. Uh, 13. 13. <clears throat> so uh, you managed to scramble your way up the tree um, pretty uh, like with, with with effort, um, it is a very large tree, but there's nothing uh, specifically impeding your path. Um, you make it up to the leaf line of the trees as you start to uh, stare down the forest. <clears throat> you can see that it stretches on for miles, even without the darkness of the other trees uh, shading the forest. You get a sense of how vast this place is. Um, you can see in the distance in front of you a mountain that stretches incredibly high into mm. the air. Uh, you shouldn't be able to see it. It's very, very far away. But the scale of the mountain itself it's uh, so sort big. of is an imposing darkness in the twilight descending in front of you. Um, this just the scale of the forest like sort of unnerves you a bit mm-hmm. um hell is a very closed in place this yes place is incredibly yeah. open mm-hmm. um can i roll a survival to see if i can spot anything that looks like um a fey town or a, a habitat absolutely cool because i would know where to look for them because i've killed them um Jesus. This is not quite great. 13? It's not bad. 13's not bad. Um, so, like, looking around the forest, uh, you can see uh, in the distance uh, it what appears to be some purposeful architecture. Oh. Uh, you can't quite make it out. In the moonlight, uh, this tower is showing brightly against the dark background of the other trees. And based on the size of the trees, the tower itself must be pretty tall. Something Great. must have built it. Cool. So I want to go down the tree. Uh, well, he, as, as he's been doing this whole thing, I've kind of been talking to him the whole time, sort of quietly about telling him a little bit about the forest. And I say, you know, when Balon and I were young, we got in uh, a fight with a minotaur, and that was a really big deal. We broke down a lot of trees that day. The fairies weren't very happy with us. So that was the last time that I really experienced fairies. And I have to admit, although they're really cute and sweet and nice normally, they're very terrifying when they're angry. Not unlike Balon, now that I think about it. Um, and there's this creature that is kind of like a boogeyman that Balon and I were told about when we were little. They're called beetles of unusual size, but I don't think they exist. And then he enters. <laughs> oh. You should never say things like that, that, that things don't exist. Because well, that's always a cue for them to come. Oh, and I immediately, like, turn around behind me as though I think he's trying. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, oh. it's, it's, I'm, I'm a little superstitious. Oh. <laughs> it's Dark Lord voices in the head, you know. Um, um, superstition will actually help you out with the fairies. So, uh, there's a tower off in the distance. I think that's where we're going. Uh... I'm thinking if if you just keep along this path here, we should be able to get there. Um, I'm going to try and hide amongst the trees in order to give us some sort of an advantage if we are to be uh, set upon. Should I think it would be better to just walk in sort of open and honest so they know exactly who we are and how we're presenting ourselves. We're not trying to trick them off the get-go. They wouldn't take to that kindly. Oh, I mean, I can come out when we get closer to the Fae. 
okay, yeah, you're right. There's other incredibly dangerous things here in the incredibly dangerous forest. Aptly named. So I start walking down the path. And mm-hmm. can I roll a stealth? Yes. Cool. Uh, 16. All right. 16. Uh, you are fairly stealthy. Like, you, you're uh, pretty much holding this area against... Um, any other major predators that could come along every time like something shadowy in the bushes like starts rustling you you dissuade it in one way or another as you're sort of watching over arrow's path um i I need you to make a survival check okay 14 14 okay uh that should be enough uh you notice that it's easy to get distracted in this forest um Hmm. If you look in one direction too long, it seems like the trees have rearranged themselves behind you. It oh. takes a couple times blinking and shaking your head uh, to keep the path straight. And thankfully, the sort of amethyst glow that comes off of Arrow, just with her divine energy flowing through her, makes her easy to find. Mm. Um, but there were more than one close calls as you were walking along this path. Um, It comes to a point where the path uh, sort of diverges from the direction that Kaddish pointed to of the Mm. tower. Um, Arrow, what do you do in that circumstance? Um, Where the path diverts? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I wait. I I stop at the fork in the road, basically, Mm -hmm. every time that it splits. Uh, And I, I start to... Oh, I have no idea. I guess I, I, I wait for some sort of signal from Claudish, hoping that there will be indication from him which way I should go. And Claudish is close enough that he can yeah. come out in those sort of situations. Yeah, so like uh, popping out to regroup, uh, you find that the path that you're walking on, uh, there are a few paths into this forest. Oh, wait, uh, I do at every time that there's a fork in the road. I do. Uh, it's not a fork. It's where the main path is bending away yeah, from, from where the direction we're supposed to go. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So it's not a split. It's okay. It's um, just going the wrong way. Well, I get. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm I'm waiting for him then for direction, and I I take a little uh, I I I take a like a a pen, mm-hmm. um, like a quill. I use it to like mark on a tree a heart. So I know which way I came. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. It's very smart. I was about to do something similar. <laughs> um, you, so, so uh, you realize that you're going to have to stray off the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grew up in the elf encampment uh, in these woods. There are a few people who have license from the city uh, to make residence in the woods. Uh, there are the witches uh, that sort of straddle the line between fae and humans and, disol- and uh, resolve many disputes uh, mm-hmm. between creatures of the forest and creatures of the city. Uh, and there are the elves themselves who are part of a, a, a religious archaeological uh, ah. society, mm. uh, sort of reclaiming lost bits of elven, uh, like the first elves. Uh, the New Celia is rumored to be land where the first elves uh, first drew breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and you grew up in that encampment. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you were always told is to never stray from the path. So um, I, I definitely, as we, as we 
are about to go off the path, I sort of stop for a second and uh, and I go, um, hey, hey, Claudish. Yeah. I just want you to know that if we take this step, I'm I'm going to be further away than I've ever been from the places that I know. Um, and it's kind of intimidating. So we definitely have each other's back, right? Oh, um, having someone's back is my specialty. That's kind of an odd thing to say, but I'm glad to hear it. Uh, and I inhale and I take a step off the path. Now, if you're more comfortable, I could make us another path. Make us a path? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got s- all sorts of spells that could clear the woods. Oh, gosh, I don't think we should harm the woods at all. They probably woods, the woods won't take very kindly to that. That's probably a good point. You're so smart. Uh, thanks. I, usually Balon's the one that's smart out of the two of us. You know, I think really she holds you back. Balon? Yeah. Oh no, I usually have to hold her back when she's raging out. No, I mean, I mean, I I think that you know, you're a, a more a part of the team than she lets on. Oh, wow, that's really sweet of you to say. I mean, I don't I don't know if I'm I I just, you know, do whatever I can to help her out and buff her up and get her what she needs to to take things down. I think I think that she really is the shining star out of the two of us, and I'm just so proud to even, you know, be related to her. Well, I think you're a shining star. Thank you, Claudish. And we keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, you keep moving, uh, b- making sure to every few trees uh, carve a heart mm-hmm. um, so that you can uh, line your path with, with a clear way back. As we're headed out, I'm actually, can I do a spot check? I want to look for mushroom circles to see if there's any way that we could sort of put an offering out or uh, attract a fairy to help guide us to where we need to go. All right. Um, make a perception check. Great. Uh, it's just a seven. So uh, you have your eyes out. You're sharply mm-hmm. looking through the forest uh, for any of the clear signs of fairy activity. Mm-hmm. Um, mushroom circles uh, being a key indicator. Uh, how, however, you're not seeing them. Okay. Uh, can I also roll? Yes. Cool. Um, I'm really good at rolling twos today. So oh, no. three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you guys are keep keeping sharp eyes out. You've got dark vision, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so. so yeah, like you're looking through the forest, um, and you know it, it hits that area where your regular vision stops and dark vision begins. And I do not. Ah, so uh, at least Claudish um, is seeing in black and white um, for part of it. Uh, you you know that fairies can be fickle. One of the most challenging parts when you were fighting a war against them is mm-hmm. how well they could hide and lay, hide and lay in wait for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bit of that uh, edge is creeping back up. Yes. Um, but <laughs> little fairy PTSD soon uh, above the leaves of uh, the trees around you, you see the milky white presence of this tower in the mm. night. Um, seeing it now, uh, it has a very strange construction. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks almost organic, like it would be something that formed naturally, but it's very clearly 
carved from stone. Uh, the lines of the tower never really connect into proper angles. It sort of moves and undulates like waves Ugh. as it pokes its way above the trees. Uh, there's something about it that see, feels prickly and sharp in your mind as it tries to comprehend what it's seeing. Hmm. Almost as if the memories are slipping away as you're making them. Now, does the uh, aura that was casted on me react to this at all? Um, the aura does not. Um, it, it feels like whatever this is is uh, not being blocked by this particular okay. aura. And is it is this kind of structure at all familiar to me from the war times? This one actually isn't. Hmm. Um, there is something of Hell's construction uh, reflected in the way that this is built. Um, it, it, it looks uh, similar to some of the architectural design uh, that you would find in Dis. Uh, Dis most often reflects uh, the construction of whatever living things were spirited away to there. Mm. However, there are some older buildings in Dis that look startlingly like this. Interesting. So I see it from, you know, probably like 10 or 15 feet away, and I like freeze and I look at it and I go, what is that? I'm not quite sure, but it's... I don't like it. Eerily similar to some of the construction in Dis. It's it it's dark and deep and foreboding, and it may be misunderstood, but I think it's frightening. Is it somewhere we need to go, do you think? Oh, God, I hope we don't have to go near it. Where does a Fae Lord live? I'm... I mean, I would know. I, I feel like that's not. There's no connection. one. Yeah, there's no one answer to that question. Okay. Uh, the Fey Lords uh, strike up different areas of yeah. the forest. Uh, the Verdant King, the Lord of the Forest, the Forest, uh, and his Knight, the Wild Hunt, uh, sort of roam freely. Uh, Wherever the Verdant King walks, uh, surely to grow there will be a palace of wood, leaves, and flowers. Uh, the Lord of the Sea uh, puts his throne wherever it shifts. Uh, the Lord of the or the Lady of the Wind uh, makes her home on a mountain top. Mm -hmm. uh, there, for every area on this planet where life can be found, there is a Fey Lord for that area, and. They move around, uh, but generally speaking, there is some natural palace that forms around them when they make their rest. So it wouldn't be out of the ordinary or against the call of nature uh, to have a Faelord make their home in a building such as this. And typically, uh, those buildings look intimidating uh, to signal the Lord's power. So I relate all of that to Claudish, and I say... Uh, this doesn't ring true with any particular lord that I have encountered previously, but my guess is that he would have to be the king or lord of shadows if he were anyone because of the darkness that this place emits. Or perhaps stone. Now that might be exactly what we're looking for. Well, I think we need to go in there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's okay. I'm not scared. I'm brave, like Balon. You're the most brave person I've ever met. Okay, well, that one's just not true. But if you hold my hand, I might be brave enough to go. 
Claudish turns whatever color a lizard person turns when they blush. <laughs> I feel like you get a little bit of like, like a chameleon a flicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. a couple <laughs> colors. All of the, all of my scales kind of like yeah. like chatter. <laughs> I chirp a little. Uh, yes, yes, that involuntary <laughs> lizard chirp. Um, you two head towards the tower. Holding hands. As you pull through the trees, you can see uh, that this area is a clearing dotted with uh, ruined buildings of similar construction. Uh, Now, looking upon it, uh, this stonework could be thousands of years old. Um, It stands before you in a rubbleless heap, yet this one tower in the middle is somewhat pristine. Uh, and it all sort of glows with this eerie moonlight. Um, the area in here feels different. It, it's not the cold of the forest. It's stillness, like a dead thing. Um, but you can still feel it watching you. Every one of the sort of organic holes that's drilled into the stone around here appears as though it has an eye that... Set that is now set upon you in this domain. So, in all of Arrow's uh, previous experiences with the Fae and things like that, she she knows that th- exactly what Ulyssa told her, which mm-hmm. you know they don't like to be tricked, and and Arrow has never tried to disobey that that those guidelines like it's not necessarily out of stupidity it's just this innocence that like well if i am good then i will be met with good you know like for every kindness i bestow (laughs) kindness will be returned because why would it be otherwise that's an even bargain Mm -hmm. um which fairies are all about so uh she (laughs) she like takes a step right inside and are we in some sort of kind of atrium or entryway or is it tighter? Um, I, I, it's, it's very open. I would say, um, there's like the building itself is, is too ruined to step inside, but Mm there is very clearly like an area cleared out that is like, you're in this space now. Okay. All right. So she goes to kind of like, she takes a a step in and she makes room for Claudish. And then she says quite loudly, um, she takes her axe and the the blunt end of it, and she kind of like moves the handle out and sort of gently taps three times mm-hmm. on the stone uh, and says, "Excuse me, great Lord, we have come in search of aid. My name is Arrow Galatea, and with me is Claudish, the lizard man." Mmm. You hear uh, a sound that appears to reverberate from all of the stone around you as a figure in shadow emerges from the center of this tower. Well, it's It's been been decades since since I've been brought an offering of any kind. The figure itself appears to be an elf. They look a little bit different uh, than the elves that you're familiar with. His skin is ashen gray and hair white. He has large yellow eyes that uh, look over the two of you with uh, a predatory sense, um, as though he's assessing how much of a threat you would be. Um, The armor that he wears is black, black as night, and it sort of swirls with the energy that you see in the sky and the stars. There is a sword at his side that uh, 
calls out to you as though it won't be ignored. Um, you can feel the sword wanting to be drawn. But he places a firm hand on the grip and the screaming that calls to you is silenced briefly. Whoa. Now tell, tell me, me what brings two living creatures to my domain. Our greatest friends have been turned to stone, and we are seeking a cure, for we know that it is beyond our current means to help them. We are willing to help you in return for a favor that you might ask of us if it will help us get a cure for our friends. Ah, yes, a favor. Favors. They are the currency of the other Fey Lords. It does confuse me as why they delight in them so much. He sits down, uh, and as he sits, the ground beneath him shifts to be a large stone throne as he pops himself down into it and looks over you to bemusedly. <sighs> now tell me, why should I strike a deal with living beings? What could you offer Jarek, Lord of Ruins? Jarek, great Lord of Ruins... Your strength and power comes from permanence. And I can guarantee you that if you are to revive our friends or help us in reviving our friends and curing them from the stone poison that has penetrated them, you will find something that will outlast all time and will never deteriorate or fade away. Do you mortals always speak to each other in this way, such grandiose terms? What could you know of my power? You've merely stepped into the forest. I could be the weakest fey lord that ever lived. I proclaimed myself the lord of ruins. All my power lies in decay. It is in constant waning. You there. Yes? He sort of shifts over to you like uh, in one second he is sitting in his throne and you blink and he stands right next to you. Uh, you can feel his power sort of radiating off him as he stands next to you. Mm -hmm. You're not from this plane at all. No, I'm from where things go after they decay. Yes, yes, you're hellborn. Tell me, Helling, what brings you here? A similar quandary, in fact. Uh, our friends are stone. It's fey poison. We're looking for a cure. Really? Even the jailers feel this connection, do they? I once had friends, you know. We did many, many things together. We fought incredible battles. Having a companion at your side is... He looks down to the sword that rests on his hip. Advantageous. I could be convinced to strike a deal, but I will need you to do something for me. Uh, no favors, no fealty. I have very little interest in that. All bonds decay. And he sort of like looks forward with a blank and broken expression. However... I do have certain limits on my power. 
I think the Helling knows the call of violence. It pulls at you. And if you answer it too many times, you can be lost. This blade on my hip can no longer be drawn. If I do, who knows where my kingdom will go. He moves back over to his throne and sits down. There are creatures that pull at the walls of this place, this place that can only be present in moonlight. They are sent by my enemy, the Verdant King. He wishes to claim more of my territory, but he knows little of my kingdom and its meaning for this world. I need these walls to still stand, and therefore I need you to eliminate the Verdant King's agents. Is this an agreeable deal? Well, I believe that decay is necessary for the cycle of things, so absolutely we're just helping the neutral law of nature. Yes, 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 of course, of course. I, I Again, I care so little for that. No pomp or circumstance necessary for me. I just need a very practical thing from you to kill some living things. Great Lord, if all things that grow and are made anew and, and thrive, if they don't have a chance to exist, then you will eventually have nothing to decay. Mm, and no, you- no, no. My sweet, ignorant dragonling, then my kingdom would stretch across all the world, and I would be its lone protector, which would be a miserable fate for everyone involved. I would not expect one with dragon blood to understand that quandary as you are cursed to walk forever. Some would say blessed, great lord. Yes, those that die. Anyway... I have an offer for you. Will you kill the agents of the Verdant Forest as they tear at my walls and spread secrets that do not belong in the air? I promise you that we will make sure that they are no longer a burden to you. Excellent! Uh, Before we solidify any deal here... We will make sure that they are no longer a burden to him. Yes, but my issue right now is we've only established our side of the bargain. Oh, yes, that's right. I should use my power. I will release your friends from my charge at the end of this bargain. Once you complete this, once you kill the agents of the Verdant Forest that are going to be sent here very soon, I will release your friends from my charge. Oh, this sounds like a deal to me. And do we have your word that it is, in fact, your charge keeping them in the state they are currently in? You said they were stone, were they not? They are. Then they are meant to stand forever and crumble against time, which means they are mine. We agree to this bargain. He stands up with a vicious smile on his face. Swank! Then the deal is struck. Um, And... As he fades into the ruins themselves, good luck, and you feel the earth beneath you start to rumble. It is a localized rumbling, not of a massive creature, just the shifting, a large shifting of dirt beneath your feet. I need you both to roll for initiative. Woo! Oh, no. Seven. (laughs) Seven? (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> I hope I roll a seven. No, I okay. Cherries. Um, so no such seven for me. Oh, boy. Um, you see beneath your feet a pair of mandibles poke through the ground um, as a large, jagged grasper pulls itself from the earth. Uh, and do you see the chitinous flesh of a creature uh, with mottled orange and green exoskeleton around it emerge from the earth? Dozens of horrible eyes look at you from a mouth covered in sharp mandibles, and it calls out with a horrible clicking hiss. I need uh, Claudish mm-hmm. to roll an insight. An insight. <clears throat> All right. One second. Uh, 16. You know exactly what this creature is. This is an Ankeg. Uh, ah. It was a one of the shock troopers uh, in the Fey army. Mm-hmm. They are not Fey blooded themselves, but they do serve the Lord of the Forest. Uh, the green anointments on this creature let you know that it is in the charge of the Lord of the Forest. Um, it clicks and hisses. Um, seeing two figures in front of it that it did not expect to see it is provoked to attack in uh in having that insight on this creature and in having probably fought against them in the war do i know anything as to their weaknesses um yeah you actually do know something of its abilities uh the first that you know is that it has the ability to tunnel. This is a creature with a digging speed, uh, meaning that even in hard earth, it can disappear into the ground and shift around in ways that you cannot follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also know that it has the ability to spray acid from its jaws. Yeah. It's a nasty creature. It's a tough creature. Um, but as you know from living in Hell's Army... It is not beyond your ability to kill. Yes. And it is going to lash out at the first creature it sees. Tell me, do you like evens or do you like odds? Evens. Which one? Oh, him. Evens. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is two. It is even, meaning it's going to go after you. Good. Um, <laughs> let's see here. All right, it gets a, let's see. Would this thing be considered evil or good? This, I would say, is neutrally aligned, um, as are most fey things, but it is in the charge of fey, and that is the creature type that she warded you against. Mm -hmm. Correct. So it has a disadvantage on attack rolls. Okay, so I will roll again. Ah, and the second roll is a three, which is, ah, yes. even with its bonus, is not going to be enough. A massive uh, grasper reaches out to you. You can f- see the hair and claws on it as it reaches towards you. How do you get out of the way, Claudish? Now, how, how tall? Like, is it swiping? Like, where is it swiping at me? At my feet? At my head? Um, I think around your legs. Around my legs. Um, I imagine that... Uh, having fought these before and understanding the way that they move. And especially with this support that I'm getting that I've never really received before. There's a confidence that he has going into this. Um, so I, I very simply see it as, um, almost last possible second without seemingly any effort, just a very quick, easy backflip. Um, and hopefully landing, I would say given the tunneling nature of these things, 
back to back with arrow excellent okay as you do that you can see uh the creature uh moves the rest of its body out of this tunnel um and stands at its full height it's a brown nine feet tall as Mm -hmm. it towers above the two of you it sort of scurries around uh on top of part of this uh stone structure this ruined stone structure and it lets out another clicking hiss at the two of you. Both of you got seven. Yep. So whose turn? Me. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so I take the the first shot I, I have in the fastest, which is my breath cold weapon. Uh, so I am going to, while it is still visible to me, mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, take a big inhale and then go... <sighs> and release this icy blizzard in a 15-foot cone towards the bug creature of unusual size. Excellent. <laughs> um, well, it is a beetle. Of uh, you, yeah, it'll definitely... So it's it's rolling a dexterity saving throw? It is, uh, and it's got to be to 14. All right, it does not. And it's 2d6 uh, ice damage. Excellent. So that's seven. All right. The creature uh, hisses uh, in pain as the uh, ice washes over its chitinous flesh. Um, I I think there are a couple like antennae that just snap off. They become so rigid under uh, your cold breath. Um, And we come to Claudish. I'm really quick checking the numbers on a spell. One Mm -hmm. moment. While he's doing that to Claudish, uh, I go, you are the most noble striking figure when you prepare for battle, and it is very admirable. Oh, chirping. So much chirping. <laughs> um, question about uh, this creature. Mm-hmm. Um, do what? Wh- how does it sense things? Do I have any... Like, how does it know what's around it? Is it, like, hearing, smell? Let's see... I think you would need to roll a survival to have absorbed that information from the I'm war, but you'll have advantage because you did fight yeah. these in the war. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 21. All right, 21. Uh, you know this creature has eyes, um, and it uh, can see, but not very well. Uh, mostly, its body is covered in thousands of antennae that uh, sense vibrations. Okay. Um that's terrific news. Um, so I'm tossing up my two potential actions here. Um, I think what I want to do, just because I brought it and why not, um, I want to take one of the, the pouches of pepper mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and I want to toss it at it mm-hmm. and try and hit it with a Eldritch Spear, uh, the bag, ideal world, the bag and it, mm-hmm. um, and have it explode pepper in its eyes okay good good all right uh i think we can do that that's awesome roll so you're not trying to hit the creature itself with the eldritch spear or i mean ideally i'm chucking the bag at its face and then trying to burst the bag Mm -hmm. so i technically yes i'm aiming for uh the bag Um, okay but it is in the general vicinity of I think no matter what, you'll hit the bag, um, but roll an attack with disadvantage, and we'll see if you hit the creature, too. Okay. 
Let me remember what my plus to spell hit is. I believe it. Yes. Okay. Um, 13. 13. All right. 13 is not going to hit the creature's mm. armor class, but your pepper trap does go off. Great. Um, you hit the pepper uh, and the creature screams. Uh, you can see its mandible sort of like poking at its eyes. Uh, you know that it is in pain um, and you believe uh, quite reasonably that it would not be able to see anything that is not uh, moving around causing vibration. Great. Um, so then I let Arrow uh, know. I say, Arrow, uh, it senses vibration. I, I just took out its eyes. So be perfectly still. And unless it guesses where we are, it shouldn't be able to hit us. We should probably stop talking then. Thank you for the information. Um, can can I actually relay that message using my psychic link? Ooh, you'll have to establish it with her. Yes, I would like to establish a psychic link with her. Uh, so you feel a something poking at your mind, Arrow. Uh, okay. What what actually? What does your mind feel like as it touches another mind? <laughs> um, I imagine uh, kind of prehistoric. It like I don't the the image that keeps popping in my head is like ferns and large dragonflies and it maybe it's got like maybe the weight of humidity yeah but it also has like a flicker of I I'd imagine unease uh, in like darkness that that individuals would have to get used to mm-hmm. so this is all very foreign to Arrow who is a, an ice dragon <laughs> that yes. was raised in a forest of elves. Uh, uh, and so her first reaction is, uh, she, she says in her brain, not out loud, her, her mental reaction is, oh my gosh, I think this bug is trying to get into my brain. No, no, it's, it's me. We're, we're connected. (laughs) What? Yeah. You and I, we're, we're connected by, yes. That's you? Yes. This is very humid. Oh, yes. This is, it's kind of where I I came from. I didn't think it was going to be this wet. Uh... I'm not going to field that one. Um, <laughs> we have a uh, an issue here. Um, it senses vibration, so I'm talking to you telepathically. Oh, wow. That's really handy. Yeah, it's a trick that Benjamin and I Hey, do you I guys have. do this in the dome all the time? I, I mean, when Benjamin's not being God, Who jerk. doesn't have a psychic link in the dungeon dome? <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have a, a psychic link in... You can see that leads to some unnecessary conversation. We have something to deal with. Okay, thanks. Um, As he's (laughs) delivered his message, uh, the creature rears back and delivers an attack. Uh, It uh, points its head back and sprays acid from its jaws. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Both of us? Both of us? Yes. You're both caught up in its conical blast. That would make sense. Uh, 16. And I rolled a 10. All right. Does uh, my fighting style protection count against breath attacks for a target next to me within five feet? I can use my reaction to impose disadvantage on an attack roll. Uh, this isn't an attack roll. Okay, this cool. is, yeah. Um, but that is good to know. Yeah. Um, all right. So you have 15 damage coming at you guys. Mm -hmm. If uh, you manage to succeed your roll, you take half. What was the 15? Oh, I did make it. I did not. 
So unfortunately, if you did not, you take all 15 of this damage uh, as acid washes over you and starts to eat away. Round up or round down? Uh, round down. Okay, always. great. Uh, uh, ah, oh, gross. Uh. Uh, I say in my brain and not out loud. <laughs> With that, the creature dives into the ground hmm. once more. Okay. I make sure I have my shield and my axe ready. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Uh, yes, it is. Great. So I'm going to see if I can... Well, first I'm going to channel divinity. and Im- No, I'm not going to do that yet because that takes away your protection. Crap! Uh, can I roll a perception or an insight to see if tr- I can try and figure what direction it's going to go in? Well, or if you want to do something, I'm a big boy. I don't always need the protection. Well, that's, but, okay. Uh, I mean, either way, I'm going to have to try. I don't know where to hit it. So either way, I need to first roll a perception and see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, do you have a preference? I think perception is going to be it. That would make sense. It's a nine. Nine, and I will roll stealth on this creature. All right. Uh, you have no idea. Uh, you know, like you listen for a second, um, and you realize it's underground. It, it's yep. not making any noise, and we only feel that rumbling just as it's about to come up. Um, okay. There is a hole in front of you. Then, uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going in that. Can I, uh, in that case, can I prep an attack? For that when it pounces? Yes. Uh, you can uh, prepare an attack for when it shows up. I would like. like to prepare an attack with my battle axe for when it sprouts up again. All right. Perfect. Um, which Claudish is ecstatic about this setup she's got because Claudish has a plan. Um, <laughs> so Claudish wants to uh, stealthily mm-hmm. move over to the hole. Um, trying to make as little vibration as possible. Yes. Um, and then cast shatter in the hole sending mad vibrations throughout the whole floor i love that uh hopefully forcing it to emerge thus in uh causing her attack that's great happen that's a really great move that's a genius move so i'm gonna borrow some d6 Mm -hmm. because i believe shatter is 2d6 okay um so just roll damage Mm -hmm. sweet uh, seven damage. Okay. Uh, seven damage. Uh, so this I will deal to the creature itself. And hopefully that will, uh, disrupt the rest of its sensory yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Um, as we come to the creature's turn, the creature is going to have disadvantage on its attack roll, um, emerging from the ground. Um, and it is going after the creature that tried to attack with a breath weapon. Let's see here. All right. Uh, does a 15 hit your AC? Oh, no. Um, so <laughs> it emerges from the ground uh, with a furious swipe of one of its four claws and just barely misses you as you return the favor when your held action goes off. Yes, I do. Uh, and I'm going to attack it with my battle axe. And it is... Oh, no! It's a nat one! Mm, a oh natural no. one. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to pull up uh, the... <laughs> critical uh, fail? Yeah, the players... Ugh. The listener submitted critical fails. Let me just... 
I'm saying thank you, listeners, now for your awesome submissions. Yeah, creativity and everything. So cool. Also, I'm saying it now so that I don't feel depressed later when I listen to what's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, catastrophe of Goldbergian proportions. Uh, Wow. Just wow. You messed up so colossally, the entire world seems to be out to get you. Uh-huh. You fumble your weapon, you <gasps> slip on a banana peel and land with one foot in a bucket on the side of a patch of ice, <laughs> and it's not even winter. Then you step on a rake with your free foot, which slams into a cream pie directly into your face. Uh, to top it off, you feel quite conscious about it. Um, Weapon dropped. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, 2d6 damage from the rake. I feel like that is too much damage from the rake, but I do have to respect uh, oh. what they wrote. So I'm going to roll wow. this damage for you. I am really glad that I said thank you before because that stinks. <laughs> Hey, that is 11 damage. Oh my um, God. Now, that exact sequence of events doesn't quite happen out here because we're not in the dungeon dome. Uh, what does happen? Uh, you move forward to strike this creature and your foot falls exactly on the patch of ice that your own breath weapon created. Classic arrow. Uh, the unsure footing uh, sort of uh, combined with the dirt exploding out around you, the general darkness of the area and what's facing at the fear that you're feeling of this creature mm-hmm. uh, causes you to fall in a not advantageous way uh, that splits off part of this rock uh, from the ruined building around you and you're actually crushed by part of it, which oh. is where the damage comes from. Okay. Um, yeah. But I... it is now your turn. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I would like to heal myself. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, so I am actually going to uh, like r- uh, smack my hands together and rub them, and I am going to lay on hands on myself. Perfect, and that's uh, a that's a free action, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, no, it's it's an actual. It's an oh, it's an action. action. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I am hmm. going to use all fifteen to heal myself. Excellent. My goodness, do I need it? Uh, so. That brings me back up to 23, thank God. Once again, that divine glow washes over you. You feel some relief from the pain, uh, and you roll yourself into a ready position uh, to face this creature as it has once again emerged from the hole. Uh, Claudish. And seeing her glow like that takes his mind back to the dungeon dome and makes him remember something that he has on his person. Mm. Um, and so um, Claudish... Uh, very unlike Claudish's I'm going to stand on the other side of the room fighting style, mm-hmm. Claudish runs at uh, the uh, the beast and removes a vial from his pack. And I would like to attempt to shove that vial oh in God. the monster's <laughs> mouth. Perfect. Um, what should I roll for that? Dexterity? I think, yeah. That, well, I think that's just an attack roll. Just an attack roll? Yeah, whatever, okay. whatever attack roll you... Natural 20. Natural 20. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Yes! That is a crit. Crit. And for those of you listening and who have been listening to the Dungeon Dome, this particular vial is the vial that turned Claudish into small Benjamin during the last encounter <laughs> with the Ladies Disdain. Yes. Oh, perf- that, that is so perfect. It was super effective. Game over. Um, you smack your opponent uh, in their weak spot and they lose 
all their hit points. Wow. This is, I'm glad that this How? is coming out right now because there's <laughs> no way we can do this in the dome unless they pay a certain amount of coin or have a healing potion on them, which this thing absolutely does not. Uh, it automatically fails a death save. Wow. Perfect. Uh, so here's here's what I think happens. Uh, you shove this vial down this creature's throat. Um, uh, the glass breaks and it shifts into small Benjamin <laughs> with glass uh, in its throat. The, <laughs> the creature like looks around and like doesn't quite understand what's going on and tries to burrow and just realizes that the hands that it has are not good for burrowing. Um, and tell me together how you two bring this creature down. Um, so what I was going to do, uh, before this wonderful crit happened to us is that I was going to then cast suggestion on it and tell it the only way to defeat, uh, the only way to fulfill its job for the verdant King is to stand perfectly still. Mm. Um, which was going to allow her an opportunity to cleave it in two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think this. Yeah, I, I think you actually it, it tries to scramble at the ground. You cast your suggestion mm-hmm. um, and it is still and the two of you together strike it down. Yeah, I, I break out of the rock with radiant light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so hot. Uh, I uh, I channel divinity as I as I come forward and I just I take a swipe with my with my axe that is a slash diagonal so from like neck all the way down diagonally across the chest to hip on the thing and i imagine after that connects it kind of rears back with a some sort of it's in its small benjamin form uh rears back in pain as a eldritch spear goes straight in the back of its head out of the mouth <laughs> yes, yes yes um and, yeah. and then I say, you are dead. <laughs> yeah, and with, with, with that, like, it sort of falls to the ground, and as it falls to the ground, it morphs back into its horrible insectoid form, um, and the two of you are victorious yes. over Yay! it. Um, <laughs> Small Benjamin saving the day again. <laughs> and with that, you hear some applause uh, from the stone throne. Very good. Very good. That was quite a battle. The two of you fought very hard, which does make me think that part of this may be a little bit beyond your ability. As you feel the rest of the ground shake oh, as no. other onkegs oh. like, start to pop up. But we are, alas, still in a bargain, and you do need me to deliver on my end of the deal. So I would suggest that you run. I immediately like grab the back of Claudish's neck and oh. I start booking it towards the exit. Pleasure doing business with you. So, so the deal has gone through. The deal has gone okay. through um, <laughs> as you are now leading a herd of Ankeg away from the forest and ah. away <laughs> from this particular ruin. It's a good thing we didn't break that salt line because yeah. they are attracted to vibrations. Yes. Yep. Um, as uh, so, uh, the first thing I need a survival check uh, from you guys, and uh, you have advantage on it. Uh, whoever's better at survival can be. The uh, one. I got a oh. twenty-one. Let's twenty-one. Go with you. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, you thundering through the woods, uh, Claudish, especially with your dark vision, you mm-hmm. have your eyes hunting for those hearts, hearts that you yeah. carved into mm-hmm. the trees. Uh, they slowly lead you back to the path. Um, I am going to need a strength roll uh, from Arrow. So strength comes... Uh, oh, no! It's another now one! <laughs> Ooh, not <sighs> what you want to see. A tree falls down uh, in front of you guys, or just falls down on top of you guys. Just the Uh. rumbling from the onk eggs is a little bit too much. I need to roll damage for that. Good thing I healed myself. Yeah, it is a good thing you did. And hey, it's only seven damage. Oh, good. Um, As it falls down, it clips the back of you, uh, and you um, manage to move forward, even though it is quite painful as you are running forward. You did take uh, the brunt of that uh, tree fall um, so that uh, Claudish is is not taking as I much as he would have. absolutely pushed him a little bit out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's moved. Um, <laughs> w- but because of that, the Ankegs have uh, sort of gained on you guys a little bit. Um, I need dexterity saves from you. Natural That's 20. better. Perfect. Uh, 15, 15. I think Claudish's natural 20 is going to count for both of you. You cool. guys are nice. both completely, um, uh, as they poke their heads out of the ground and they spit this acid. Um, and it's just like fountains of acid all around you guys cause many more trees to fall. Claudish, how do you manage to get out of this horrible situation? I uh, was just thinking about that. I imagine that I, um, since it's a natural 20, we'll say in theory, using a couple points of inspiration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, cast arms of Hadar, mm-hmm. um, which causes the tentacles, the tentacles to erupt from yeah. my body, except, uh, I would have put the points into, uh, increasing the range. Mm-hmm. So they're just bigger. Uh, and it picks up the trees and pushes them right in to the beetles as they're coming at us. Oh, essentially even maybe like, pushing the acid spray back into their faces yeah yeah and they they are immune to their own acid but uh this does slow them down incredibly as you guys continue to bolt down the path you can now see the salt barrier in front of you which we will jump over yes um (laughs) one thing occurs to you though uh if these onkegs damage the salt barrier it could be very, very bad. Oh, my uh, God. Not just for you, <laughs> but for the people of this town. What do you do uh, to make sure that the herd that is now chasing you does not disrupt this barrier? Um. So I absolutely cannot allow that to happen mm-hmm. as a paladin of protection. Like, that is just so against everything I stand for. Um. So I would like to hop over and immediately I, I would like to try to do something which is kind of out of the ordinary and channel the divinity of Sune into the barrier to strengthen it. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, so, yeah, you, you call to Sune um, as you approach the barrier. Um, both of you vault your way over, but Arrow spins around in the air and leaves her claw firmly planted on the barrier. Yeah. Um, and you start praying to Sune. I need you to make a charisma-based roll. Great. And I imagine as she is praying... Um, I'm lobbing Eldritch Spears into the herd. 
trying to slow the down the ones that are in front. Net 20. There it is. <laughs> Beautiful. Which is 26 for those uh, playing at the home. The herd approaches. Um, you pray to Sune, calling out to her. You can feel the warm touch of the universe come down. I have a lot of feelings, and because of it, I'm crying, and I pray that the salt of my tears adds to the power of the salt barrier. Yeah, wow. I feel like it, it flows uh, down your muzzle and uh, drips onto your arm, and you can actually see the amethyst light uh, float through your fingers into the barrier and the barrier stretches uh, along with this amethyst light and a little bit of platinum sparkling off of it as you feel an impact of the onkegs like hitting the barrier Uh, and the air is full of inhuman screams as these creatures wail in pain at uh, the resistance of the barrier and slowly but surely after scrabbling at it for a little bit, they fall back into the forest and away from the farmstead. And you've done it. You're amazing. Thanks. That's that was really scary. Claudish goes in like puts his okay. hands on her. Oh, thank you. I immediately like thrust myself into his arms and I just start crying and I say they were so icky and gross and I did not like them. They were like giant silverfish. They were awful. They had so many arms. Why can't things only have two arms? <laughs> She's just like crying. Like and Cla- cannot handle Claudish it. is just holding her. Just, just because uh, it's kind of. It, I imagine it's kind of like looking at like a. A preteen holding their mom or dad mm-hmm. because Claudish is, although of us, like yeah, you're, you're what six, eight? Six, uh, I'm yeah, six five. five. Yeah, yeah, six, five. I'm like six foot. Yeah, <laughs> so she's taller than I am. I'm trying to do my best to hold her, um, and uh, just kind of like rubbing her back and letting her cry. Yeah, while she's wailing <laughs> these words, there's a thrycreen farmer nearby, uh, just like uh, doing the ras- uh, the last of his work for the day. He just says, rude. <laughs> uh, and his many arms close the door behind him. Um, uh, I just got that. <laughs> I think uh, we have a another cart uh, that pops by. Uh, this one is an unmanned model uh, that has uh, just like it is an enchanted cart that moves on its own. Uh, it sort of stops at a cart stop. It's a magic cart ride. Yes. <laughs> a well, whole we're new take world <laughs> awaits you. Yes, we would like to take the magic carted ride. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, after depositing some gold in the cart, uh, we see you two once again on the back of the cart underneath the starry sky together. Uh, now a quiet and slightly exhausted, both emotionally and physically, peace mm-hmm. as you stare up at the sky. I don't think that I could have done this with anybody except for you. You were amazing back there with with the... Well, you also had a lot of arms at one point, but they weren't kind of real arms. Anyway, it was really amazing, and I'm so glad you were here with me, Claudish. I'm just so happy I found you. Down in hell, they don't talk about any of this that I'm experiencing. It's, It's so much better than anything I could have ever dreamed. And with that, almost unconsciously, 
you two hold each other's hands mm-hmm. um, and the stars drift around you uh, and we fade to uh, you once again entering the dungeon dome uh the infirmary of the dungeon dome is now uh like open um and you can like as you dash inside um you see your two friends um that are laying in separate beds um (laughs) and actually are they restrained they are restrained (laughs) they are restrained to those beds um uh and they are stone um as uh your dwarf friend uh looks looks to you um and, and like the, there's another kobold cleric in the room like just sort of uh monitoring casting different spells hey guys i i, I I'm, I'm sorry i i couldn't find anything in town and as she is beginning her explanation a voice echoes through the room a deal is a deal do tell Moira I am sorry. Uh, and with this, uh, the stone uh, starts to crack around these two. And their stone is once again turned to flesh. And what does this mean for Benjen? I think Benjen, uh, as soon as he comes to, like, it, it starts with his head okay. um, <laughs> and, like, moves down the rest of his body. And, like, there, you're left sort of in the position that you were. Benjen was irritated. He was, mm-hmm. like, doing his last-ditch effort to, like, save the day, and he's irritated. And not drown. He immediately, <laughs> like, starts uh, going, you know, what happened? Tell me what happened. You ha- you didn't have your head in the game. You weren't focused. <laughs> and, like, it reaches to his foot, and he goes, Ah! God! <laughs> and that is when the clerics uh step in uh and of course balon is still a little pleasantly drunk (laughs) uh so i i come over to her and i go hey lady how are you you look pretty good i'm good yeah i'm good i'm good to go wonderful i'm good to go we won the match of course we did. Yeah. Of course we did. With the power of our friendship. Yeah. And you... my fists. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, lady. You got it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's sort of dizzy. Um, it looks like these two are going to need some rest. Uh, you you two should uh, skedaddle. Uh, me, me and your uh, friend the dwarf can take care of everything else. Well, thank you. Uh, hey, Claudish. Yeah? You, uh, you want to get out of here and maybe take another cart ride around the city? See the sights this time? Can I buy you dinner? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty partial to rabbit skewers. I love rabbit skewers. Um, and with that, uh, you two take each other's hands once more and walk through the door. And that is our adventure. Woo! Hey! <laughs>